Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hi everybody, my name is Todd Krieger and what I do is I help couples heal from infidelity and other crises. I also help couples rekindle passion and I help individuals recover and process trauma using the technique called eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. It's more than a technique, it's a whole way of doing therapy that has been evidence-based and can be very helpful. And I also use it when I see couples as well to help them individually so that they could be free to be the couple that they want. So that's just one of the things I, I do use. Today, what I'm talking to you about is when your partner does not initiate sex. This could be very frustrating. I've seen men come in with that frustration. I've seen women come in with that frustration. And it's really difficult. The, the person who is feeling undesired, uh, it may hurt their self-esteem. We'll talk about that in a little bit. It also, um, they feel deprived. They feel deprived of important needs for connection. They're very angry. Some of them start to uh, think about having an affair if it goes on for too long. Of course, I recommend definitely not. Let's do many other things first. And it's difficult. So the problem, the question is, why is your partner not initiating? Or if you're the one not initiating, why are you not initiating? But I'm going to talk from the viewpoint of the partner who is frustrated and they have a partner that's not initiating. And here's the first thing I want to say. It's not about you. I can't tell you. I've, I've dealt with this stuff thousands of times and it's just not about the partner who's being deprived. It feels that way oftentimes. It's not. I want to tell you a story. I have so many of them, but the one that comes to mind is this couple I worked with where uh, she was really frustrated that her husband wasn't initiating sex. She wasn't either. (laughs) But I know she had some feelings of low self-esteem and she was kind of getting his vibe and so she was so afraid of being rejected that she would not initiate. He wasn't clear about why he wasn't initiating. He just didn't feel it, as he said. So I asked them to do an exercise where, it's called a sensate focus exercise, where he would just touch her for five minutes, slowly, not even in genital areas, not in uh, erogenous zones, so no breasts, not her vulva area, just, just to touch. And then after five minutes, they switch, and she's to touch him, not in his genital area, just to touch, because they had not even touched. This is what happens sometimes when people don't initiate sex and the sex life falls off. So does any touching. In that case, in their case, that was the case. So the, the, the day after I saw them, his wife calls me up. The wife calls me up and says, well, we're not doing that exercise anymore. And I go, why? What happened? She goes, well, I started to touch him just like you asked, and he says, oh my God, when you touch me, it makes my skin crawl. Now, who wants to hear that, right? I touch him and it makes, he said, it makes my skin crawl. And I said to her, well, look, I get why that would be frustrating. I know that was hurtful. 
So here's the thing. That had nothing to do with you. She says, what are you talking about? I'm the one that was touching him when he said his skin was crawling. I said, I know. And I don't know what it has to do with yet. But I know it has nothing to do with you. So I know that you've had your own insecurity issues, but you're going to have to decide that I'm telling you the truth and that it has nothing to do with you. And I want you to try this exercise again tonight. And she goes, no way. And I said, yes, I want you to try it tonight. So, And I hope his skin crawls again. She goes, I'm starting to hate you. It was pretty funny, but I said, no, here's the thing. I want you to touch him, but I want to know what that's about. So I'm hoping his skin crawls. And instead of you avoiding him, like you guys have been doing for years and years and years, uh, that you move towards him, you put your hand on his shoulder, and you say to him, your skin is crawling. Let's look into that. What is that about? What's going on? She goes, you're kidding. I said, absolutely, I want you to do that, because that's much more accurate than you thinking that it's, you're repulsive in some way, which you are absolutely not. So anyway, she says, all right, all right. You know, so she does it. The next, I don't hear from them. Six days after that phone call, they come into a session, all bubbly, go, what's going on? You're so happy. She says, well, I listened to you, and uh, his, his skin was a-crawling. <laughs> and so this time, even though I wanted to run out of the room, I moved towards him. I got interested in him, was curious about him, touched his shoulder. I said, what is that about? And then he goes, now let me tell the story from there. And he says, so the first like, knee-jerk response was, I don't know. And then I said, but you know, now that you're asking me and you're being so loving, i got to tell you that what came into my memory was my mother. My mother, she never molested me, but when she would hug me, she was so needy. It was all about her needs, and it made my skin crawl. Just, ugh. It was like, I felt like I just disappeared into her needs. And, she, and then the wife said at that point, wow, okay, tell me more about that, which was perfect. We had practiced communication skills before. And he just burst into sobs for three, four minutes of sobbing. And after he stopped sobbing, she had her hand still on his shoulder and said, wow, that was a lot of pain there. And he said, yeah. She says, anything else? And he says, no, I feel a little better. I feel a lot better, actually. She goes, all right. Well, you know, I'm your wife. I'm not your mother. And he said, I know. And then she said, you want to try this exercise that Todd had us do again? He goes, I guess so. So they're telling me the story. You know, both of them are kind of, at this point, switching back and forth. And then... So she says, so I started touching him. Anyway, one thing led to another, and uh, we had sexual intercourse. And I said, I told you, no sexual touch. So we laughed. She goes, well, we actually had sexual intercourse three times this week. So anyway, long story short, 15 years after that, I, I, they came to a workshop on communication with me. And at the first break, I went up to them. I said, it's so good to see you guys, of course. How's your sex life? They were now 70. From 25 to 55, their sex life was really difficult. They had four kids, you know, small Mormon family. But, uh, uh, they, um, but from 55 to 70, their sex lives really took off. And so it was because they confronted it. So why I gave you that story, there's a lot of learning lessons in that, all right? There's reasons why people do what they do. Here was, this was what I call an attachment trauma wound, where he disappeared. So when his wife touched him, 
he felt like he disappeared. It wasn't anything she did. It was just triggering. And for them facing it, it made it all, I mean, they healed. I don't always get such a one-session cure, but in their case, it worked. I wanted to share with you that. Uh, obviously, there are, uh, there are sometimes other reasons why, other than trauma, that people don't initiate sex. But a lot of times it has to do with fear, fear of rejection. Fear of being overwhelmed, like the example I told you above by somebody else's needs. It could be lack of sexual confidence, lack of uh, getting their needs met. You know, Again, sexual confidence, not asking for what they want. So they start to see sex as it's all for you and they grow, they get resentful. So we, we need to look at that. We need to communicate, you know? We, we need to do that. And again, the person who was deprived has to recognize their own patterns, like this woman. I have self-doubt. I have insecurity. That's my stuff. And we need to work on our stuff and not confuse your stuff with my stuff. So the key to creating a safe environment where you both can have the maximum chance of initiating sex is, number one, talk about your fears out loud as well as the conditions you need to have good sex. We have conditions. We need to talk about them. Number two, communicate about what you want, related to number one, but get clear about what your sexual wants are, or at least explore it. And number three, focus on connection, not performance. We don't have to. One of the things why people may avoid initiating is they're afraid of failure. And there is no failure in the sexual realm. We make that stuff up. Now, we want to create a relationship where we're free to not have a perfect sexual union. We need to just relax a little bit and focus on the connection and the moment-by-moment pleasure. So I just uh, wanted to give you those three quick tips. I want to tell you that story so that if it relates, if you can resonate to any part of the story or the tips, that is great. You could click on the handout about how to have a great sex life. I'm here to help. This is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. Thank you for tuning and listening to today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Please leave a review, subscribe to the show, and be sure to visit www.toddkrieger.com for more resources that will help you get the love you want and for back episodes of the show.